How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, Glenny. Glenn and the Peanut Butter Man. How you doing? <laughs> I'm hanging in there. Hanging in there. Um, good. For for those that don't know, this is our, uh, our second attempt. Um, yeah, we'll probably bring up. Uh, hey, so last time we talked about it <laughs> right. was hot and sweaty, and the sun was coming through, and it's overcast in Texas now. So yeah, man, rain. Yeah. So. Uh, I, <laughs> I I may release that at some point, even though it's pretty much unlistenable, um, just because it's it's. There, there was some good conversation in it. You know, yeah, I, I, uh, I enjoyed it. it. Um, yeah, just uh, uh, PayPal extras or whatever you do. I don't know. Yeah, so mm -hmm. the unreleased extras, yeah. Exactly. So, mm. <laughs> so um, before we get started, how, how did your New Year's Eve turn out? Or New Year's Day, I'm sorry. Uh, it was this year's New Year's Day. New Year's Eve was uneventful. I was going to bartend. And then I had been running extra because um, <clears throat> somebody at the bar came in contact with somebody with COVID. So, you know, we shut down for 10 days uh, and we all got quick tested, which is, you know, we came up normal or negative, which is great. Mm -hmm. But I was working extra. I was like, you know, seven days, just maybe bartending four and being there the rest just to, um, you know, get deliveries, fix the computers, fix the jukebox, fix the pool table, do all that cred. Cause I'm, you know, salary and they work you extra. So, right. but it, um, I had actually four days off. I think I worked New Year's the second. So I was off for three or four days. Um, it was my wife and I's anniversary, December 30th of the day we met at another bar here 18 years ago. I can't remember our wedding anniversary, but I remember the day we met because, hey, you walked <laughs> up to me. That's on you. That's on you, woman. So, yes, yeah, that's, that's been 18 years. So we went out to a nice dinner, you know, uh, smoked a little, just, you know, just sat and watched TV and relaxed. And that was great, you know, just having no turn my phone off and because the city here and i know you guys are bars and restaurants are still shut down there right mm -hmm. yeah of course there well outside seating again and then you know there's a bunch of spreader events here in austin so i can't remember who this governor or the mayor or somebody said okay we're shutting bars down just uh, for a week at 10 o'clock it's like well there goes new year's you know seriously yeah. so what uh, I mean, I heard about it. What our bar did, we hung Canadian flags. We did a Halifax New Year's, you know, because that, that was at 10. They had we shut down at 1030. So that worked. That worked for them. I couldn't have been there to celebrate with my Canadian brother, but there's a few in Texas. But so it, it was uneventful. I didn't have to. There's not really any, you know, amateurs because the amateurs will either go to someplace where they don't have to wear a mask and we're, we're pretty strict mm -hmm. or, you know, we even shut down the pool table. It's like, well, I want to play pool. It's like, no, just put your mask on and just fuck off. Right. We can swear here, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, thanks, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Censor my talking. So yeah, pretty much just had a had a nice whole week off. There's a lot of people walking around my neighborhood. I don't like this. I'm the old guy. I'm the old guy sitting out on my porch. I go, what are you doing here? Get out of here. So okay, that's something fun to talk about. Um, you know, and and one of my oldest friends that I have talked about it, you know, all the time is now we're that old creepy guy at the end of the bar mm. <laughs> you know it's like that's that's a weird realization the old punk rocker at the back of the show for the circle jerk show yeah that's that's, that's right. me it's like okay get in the pit do one circle oh, god i'm sitting down at the bar stool yeah no exactly. it um yeah i'm st i still try to be young you know i still tell crack jokes and show them pictures of young lift and stuff but since i'm behind the bar i have their attention i can't i don't have to go hey so what's your name and that gets creepy i have to you know shoo people away from that kind of behavior at the bars so. 
right it's a, yeah yeah it's like we we've we've become more of the guardian i guess than than yeah you know. yeah in my day kids come on no uh are you 50 yet no i just turned 49 damn yeah i'm still, still I am, you know you're old you can't remember uh i'm 54 in june so yeah yeah we're about the same age ish yeah, it's not bad i'm gonna smoke too don't be jealous again i i won't i won't um so I don't know if I told you this or not, but um, actually it was after we, we talked. Um, I did a uh, uh, an interview with uh, Blaine Cook and we were just talking about, uh, um, from the accused, and we were just talking about yeah. um, COVID and, and how it affected his restaurant and all that stuff. Um, and Oh, Blaine, Blaine, yeah, yeah, he's got a restaurant, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so tag Blaine and accused Blaine, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. I and love them. Anyway, so all we did is talk about COVID and how it was affecting his business. So that was it. And then I tried to put an ad up to promote that, that, you know, chat with him and YouTube said no. And the reason yeah. was we talked about a sensitive topic. Oh, flag for, yeah, yeah. So COVID makes people, shit, man. COVID I makes mean, people sad. You can't have conversations anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You really got to watch what you say. I find myself doing it at the bar too. Not racist or misogynist, but just, you know, old stuff, you know, we used to say, and people like, you can't call your friend a fag. It's like, Look, I got beat up in high school playing Smear the Queer. I was the first one in our high school to have two earrings and pink hair. And, you know, here's me in a dress. Okay, I'm kissing my friends. Yeah. There's no, am I trisexual? I don't know. But, you know, I'm not begging for a label, but come on. It's like, just just don't get offended by words. I mean, some words like the N word, I won't ever use that. That's just ridiculous. Right. Right. That has such a bad connotation to it. You, you, there's no way to explain that. You know, fag can be, I can be talking to my English friend. Yeah. Can I borrow a fag? It's like, what did you say? Right. It's like, Talk to my English friend, you know, or it's a bundle of sticks, but, you know, not trying to, not trying to say, you know, hey, let me use my words because I'm old and racist, but yeah, I was yeah, raised it's, different. It's, it, you know, it's somebody who's a, who's a total, um, you know, pedant when it comes to, to language. Um, mm. I have a really hard time with, with some of this stuff and, and I, I understand, you know, why people find certain words, you know, to be offensive or whatnot, yeah. Yeah. but it's also those words can't just disappear, right? And and because I think yes. it's important to yes. think about what Absolutely. they meant back then. You know. Yes. I mean? Yeah. Like, okay, I, I I get the idea that you don't like these Confederate statues, but you know, what's it? If you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. And it's like, haven't there's right. a have conversations? Don't just take it down and say, I'm offended by this. Take it down. That's where I get pissed. It's like, leave those up so you can sit there and go, okay, this guy's a racist jerk who had slaves. Great. Instead, of just no. We just don't talk about it anymore, and it just disappears. Like, right? Yeah. And then no. all that's going to happen is it'll repeat, you know, in fifty Yuck. years or whatever. Oh, we didn't um, have any signposts not to do this. There's no statues or anything written, you know. That's right. Um, Jerks. You know, and I'm I'm not, as I'm sure you're not. Like, I'm not a proponent of having you know a Robert E. Lee statue, you know, in, in the center of Austin. But no. At the same time, um, it is. It is a way to actually remind people of what history was all about, you know? So, yeah, just the, 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 here's an example. When I was a kid, I mean, like young, young, like seven or eight, um, for whatever reason, I was fascinated by Robert E. Lee, right? And I had no idea. I had no idea, you know, really what the Civil War was about. Like, I had no idea. He was just an interesting guy to me. And right. so I, I, you know, read every book I possibly could, um, you know, learned a lot about him. And it wasn't until I was, you know, I don't know, much, much older that I realized that, oh, Robert E. Lee is a bad guy. 
you know? So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I do worry that, that we're doing this thing where we're, we're hiding history or, or whitewashing yeah. history. Yes. Which, yeah, no, you have to have that right there. So, you know, like school books in Texas. Yeah. You know, the slave, uh, the whole slavery period is just a minor disturbance. It's like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. Right. Seriously. Oh, well, they'll get changed in another 10 years. It's like, Oh God, no, at least learn something. Well, you know, it, is it going to be like, you know, I, I tape music off the radio, you know, I hand people real history books. It's like going to those. Yeah. Come to the old man's house to get the real history books. You know, with the internet though, it's pretty easy to look up both sides, you know, it, so. it is, but then there's also all that, that weird disinformation, right? And oh yes. There's a ton that people, Hey, I read it. So it must be true. It's like, really, really? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's a disturbing proportion of the U S population. People are fucking goddamn suckers now. It's like, I think the circus ended way too early. We can have fleeced these fucking people. <laughs> that's right. Like, oh yeah. Here's how to own the libtards, lift weights through dick. Ta-da! Yeah, right, man. Right. Well, I mean, you know, that's exactly what Donald Trump did. Right. Oh, and, yeah. and he was he's the ultimate carnival barker. That's what he does. I did. Did props, bad props to him. And then, you know, he's like, oh, they're stealing. Send money here to help support. And he goes right into his pocket. It's like, really? People still yeah. did. Wow. Yeah. OK. No, he's, you know, I, I, one of the mistakes <laughs> yeah. I, I always was pointing out to, to, you know, my my much more liberal friends is. The man is not stupid. He He, he acts stupid. He does stupid things, but he's not stupid. Right. It's, yeah. He has a mental disorder, but he's not dumb. I get that. He yeah. knows exactly what he's doing. But yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, it's over. I watched the inauguration gone. <laughs> last night and that was that. This is the last. I hate politics. You watch inauguration. Yeah. First black, whatever, Latino vice president. That was cool. Lady Gaga sang and, you know, JLo sang. It was, it was pretty cool. You know, yeah. everybody was there but Trump. You know, the Obamas are there. The Clintons are there. The Bushes are there. It's like Trump's like, no, no, not going. That's because he's a child. I mean, he's an absolute child. Uh, you know, you know, it's okay. This is the last bit. You know, you know what he wanted to do. You know what's going to happen. He was going to lose and have his own. I should have been president. He's going to, uh, somebody, Fox News is going to have his own. He's going to start his own TV show. You watch. Oh, and I get not only that. I think he's going to start his own political party. I think that's what's going to happen. Really? Yeah. I didn't even I think did. about that. Ugh. Um, which is not bad because... Then, then we can isolate that. those people and go, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad in that there's at least currently no way that, that a third party like that could actually win. So at least I, you know, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Well, which sucks. Like, I'd vote independent if it's like Jesse Ventura. I love his politics. Yep. Hooker should be legal. Yep. This is great. It's like, but okay. Enough politics. Yeah. Okay. They bring um, me down. But one, one last thing about about Jesse is is you know he's he's a character. I'll give him that. He's um, a lunatic. Yeah, he's a total lunatic. Um, but his politics are weird. They're they're like a mismatch of of like moderate republicanism, libertarianism, yeah. and but he's also really socially liberal. So it's this he's a really weird guy. And right? he's got the yeah. He lives in Mexico because I think the government had problems with i love this conspiracy theory show and he was some of that's like okay did we land on the moon did we do this no he was a wrestler he was a governor it's like i get it but uh talk about i don't know don't want him having a nuclear football i don't know no fuck no okay i'm gonna blow up the moon yeah it's like okay what why mm. um so <laughs> that's actually a, a a decent segue um 
sort of in my mind anyway so we're, we're you know talking about politics and whatnot and and uh you know social liberalism and whatnot and um you know you're you're most famous for lifting things with your dick so yeah. let's let's get into social liberalism there um, well, yeah I, I mean i've always enjoyed being naked i mean i'm naked around. i put clothes on for this but yeah oh, good. Good, good. good bartend well you know shirt down but uh, I bartend naked. I'd walk around naked all the time. It's like, hey, no qualms. You're not hiding shit. Here I am. So, yeah, take me as I am. It's like, um, and yet some states, okay, yeah, put up a put up a little sheet, and then light it from behind, and then you can see the swing, and then I can show you to you after the show. But like, you know, in Europe, and we did some huge festivals. We'd play to a video camera, and there'd be three hundred thousand people there, and it's like, okay, here's my wiener, everybody. It was just awesome. Just astounding just I, hard to explain but yeah here i'm naked in front of everybody it's like yeah you know london when they the page three girl there's nude boobs on the front of their page it's like right. yeah they're a little more mm, they won't say or do anything to you you know to you in the hotel room then it's like spank me with a hairbrush because i uh, just don't want to be you know proper english or whatever i don't know but yeah it's yeah it's a it's a you know as like you talked about last time, it's a decent legacy. I'll always be the dick guy. I'll always be known as the dick guy. I'm okay with that. I've come to terms with that. Uh, yeah. It's like, yeah, this is what I used to do. What do you do? Well, I got two doctors. Boo. Boring. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're probably in, in a, a an exceedingly short list of people who are known for that particular, you know, thing. So, you know. Unless I did porn. They wanted me to do porn. It's like, ah, uh, I do my own porn. You know, yeah, exactly. when I was pre-married, it's like, yeah, no. Um, we did something in Europe with, it was just a whole publicity thing, but John Wayne Bobbitt, and he was a complete lunatic. Oh, you know, wow. hey, the guy lifts weights his dick, giving me advice. You know, I'm getting advice from the guy who tore his dick off, or had his dick cut off. It's like, yeah, it was great for press, but then the guy was a complete lunatic, so yeah. Right, yeah, the, that that whole marriage was uh, just weird. Yeah. Talk yeah. about, you know, two crazy fucks, you know? Oh, yeah. Sometimes they fit together, sometimes they don't. So, yeah, no, those guys, they're complete lunatics. Yeah. Um, so you decided not to do porn, um, probably well, for the I mean, best. Uh, you know, it's just like, there was a time when we were quite popular, and I could have done some stuff in Europe or Australia. Right. Probably still could if I went back. But it was just like, you know, no, I, I'm not, you know you know, back in the nineties and it's like, yeah, yeah. Keep the dick ring in and see if you can, if it can come out of stomach like an alien, you know, or, but uh, of course I tried that stuff, but just not on camera. So. Right. Well, if, you know. it, it was an option. And it's like, I just, I don't know. Even then I thought, well, no, there's video of me doing stuff enough already. If it's professional, <laughs> all this, what if I want to run for president, which I won't be, I know. Well, maybe you could. Mm, I'm not an American. Well, I wasn't born in America. Didn't you have to be born in America? It depends. It depends. Oh. So if both but... of your parents are, are U.S. citizens, then you're golden. Okay. Well, there now, and I have dual, so that's uh, I mean, yeah. It, it, <laughs> maybe I'll maybe I'll combine America and Canada and be the prime minister, president. Yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or or fuck it, run for PM of Canada. Canada's got its own problems. Look, don't get me wrong. I love it there. Every time I go back there, I stay as long as I can. Got some great friends from Vancouver to Calgary to Toronto, Montreal. But I, you know, it's it's a depending on the city, it's a slower, quieter pace. I'm not ready for that yet. It will be in like a year or two. Stop bartending, move up north, and just 
you know, go up to the strait, you know, go up to San Juan Islands with my friend sailing for a month, you know, and like, I don't know, I got an, I got an exit plans here. So we'll see. We'll see. Well, I don't know. I that- just, I've always been like a bar manager, like, you know, I don't want to run my own circus. I'd rather ride in the Cadillac than own, you know, own a Volkswagen bug, you know. I, mid-management works great because I know all the passcodes. I know how to sign checks at work, you know, but you don't want me in charge. Look, I'm a good worker. Just keep rein me in, but you don't want me in charge. No, you will be astounded by what happens at the bar and at the circus. No, no, no. You don't want me in charge. Wow. So, I, I, know my, I know my position. It's all good. That, that's some pretty deep self-reflection, actually. And, and I don't think many people, maybe most people, um, would have that sort of self-realization right uh it took took several years well several decades but yeah yeah okay it came to it's like okay i know what i'm doing here it's all good yeah get away with a lot you make me work extra sometimes it's all good yeah and that goes with anything so yeah well except for religion but yeah we won't we're not going to that no we're not right no thank um, you we, we've already done COVID in politics and and uh, oh no no we're just talking, we're just talking the title is gonna be circus we didn't say the c word or the r word or the yeah Oh yeah, well I'm I'm not wearing my Trump as a cut shirt today because well, it doesn't matter anymore. Right. Um. Mm-hmm. Just just the less energy you give to him, then it's like yeah, yeah. Like I said, I watched the inauguration. Fucking great. It was. Yeah. yeah it felt like something was happening. Yeah. And he's gonna do something the next few days. Who cares? But yeah. Yeah. I'm, good. Sure, I'm sure. I mean, like he he can't stay out of the spotlight for very long. Nope. Uh, no. You know, even negative, he doesn't give a fuck. It's just like no. hey, I need to be in the news. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he'll get us on his network, but anyway. Okay. Since, since we've, we've, we've uh, established that, that, you know, Donald Trump is a, a, you know, fucking carnival barker. um, That might be a nice little segue into the Jim Rose Circus Sideshow. Okay. Um, Not that I'm, I'm not comparing Jim and Donald Trump in any way, shape or form. Politically, no. Uh, Riling up the troops? Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, no, hey. he, he was, he's a master of it. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, know your audience. Yeah, and, and you know, the the whole Jim Rose Circus Sideshow, mm. at least for me, kind of came out of nowhere. Like, all of a sudden, it was just a thing. <laughs> like, it, it's like, I, and I know there was yeah. obviously a process, but by the time I saw you guys, you were, like, you know, well-rehearsed and, you know, it was like a, a great when? show. When was that? I'm trying to remember. It would have been in the sometime in the first few years of the 90s okay was it Lollapalooza 92 well i saw that but i i i want to say i saw you guys um do some stuff for a band here in seattle but my memory is so hazy like i i know i saw you i think at least i think i saw you before Lollapalooza, but i'm not entirely sure yeah we did we did a few shows around seattle we weren't right uh, we weren't very polished. We got polished during Lollapalooza, and then we did a U.S. tour, and that was in '92, and that was pretty our breakout. And then, then '94 and '95, we opened up for Nine Inch Nails and Marilyn Manson, and like a bunch of bands opened up for us. And that was, uh, you know, like Madison Square Garden. It was a bunch of uh, basketball arenas, and we loan skin. We played with camera, and then it would be shot up on big screen. Then you know wheel stuff on you know 10 minutes to you know pack our gear put it on the on the big trolley and they'd wheel on the back of the huge tractor trailers and we could you know drink or watch nine inch nails every day and that was that was our huge breakout one because that got us right well known and then just 
did a bunch of gigs in Europe. We'd be in Europe for months and that got us really polished, like a month in every city. And that, yeah. Yeah. And, and you're right. It did thinking back, it did kind of, we just, I was drinking coffee and cafe Roma on the Ave, right? Yeah. In Seattle. Love it. Long time ago. And yeah, cause I was coming over from Port Angeles. Where's I living at the time? Port Angeles, somewhere. Port Angeles mm-hmm. with my family. And I come over a weekend, get off at five and I'd be in Seattle by seven, you know, just race. So right. taking the ferry and everything. And this weird, crazy man came up to me and swallowed razor blades. Didn't know it was Jim at the time. And it's like, he handed me a flyer. So went to his first show. And I think the Torture King and the Tube and maybe Enigma were there too. Just, you know, Benny all sorts of, no one had ever seen anything like that. Well, at the time, but yeah, he was, he had practiced on Coney Island. So he got his pitch down and we just, you know, did some few street fairs and did a few crocodile cafes, I want to say. That could have been what I'm what I'm thinking. The croc? Oh, some yeah. of those early shows, the croc, I saw video, it's like, wow. But yeah, no, 91, 92. Yeah, it just right place, right time, you know? We did a right. show uh, for Catherine Dunn, Geek Love, and like one of her parties in Portland, and then that hooked us up in San Francisco. And then the guys from Lollapalooza saw us in San Francisco said, yeah, Perry, Perry Farrell goes, yeah, I want these guys. And then it just blew up from there. So it was just right place, right time, really, looking back. Honestly, did, it was. Did you do the entire uh, nationwide Lollapalooza or yes. just regional? We, well, it was brought up to me just a couple months ago. Yeah, I did. Everyone else is busy doing uh, some kind of slack festival or something, you know, with Bob and bob and the pipe and stuff that right. kind of stuff uh and i did i did the 91 seattle second stage it was just like a stage and i did a nipple ring and a dick ring tug of war and then we got in trouble got talked to you by the cops but then i just did nipples from then on in but yeah from there i could see jane's and uh let's see ice tea and Oh, Butthole Surfer Susie. Yeah, that was a 91. So I just did that one. We did the whole 92, the whole tour, everywhere. Everywhere it went, we went. Right. Did, did you ever do anything for Sky Cries Mary or any, any bands like that? Sky Cries Mary. Sky Cries Mary. Wow. I just found their CD the other day speaking about that. Where is it? Uh, no, I like the guys. I did something I just found. God, I'll send you a video. It's really weird. Uh, I'd paint myself. Let's see. It was the University Underground. It used to be a little goth club there. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, God, it's going to kill me. I have the T-shirt in my closet. Uh, 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 Prayers for the Raven, they were called. Oh, God. I, yes. Prayers for the Raven. I They just, one of them just sent me a video. It's like, remember this? I was like, no, I don't remember this. It was 89 or 90. I didn't have big earrings or anything, but like uh, white, white, uh, poster paint and then i had a black cross on my face and i was crawling around because i was really young and skinny and weird looking so oh, yeah wow. i did a video for them we did a f- yeah that i know that took me back it's like where's the raven yeah and then i yeah i look at the video and i go i do not remember doing this it's getting to that point where you look back go i used to be able to look at every picture i know exactly where this is now it's like wow i kind of remember painting myself but yeah i don't remember running around half naked in the you know in the university underground that was such a weird place too. Um, it was one of was the it few that you go on the mall and it wasn't it like downstairs doing yeah. like an escalator or something. That's right. It was so yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, I saw a couple of really great shows there. I saw uh, 
front 242 and and i want to say nice. nine inch nails in 89 probably because they were turning in 89 90 yeah could yeah. be when they first got their start um and th then they would have just random shit but um yeah i saw nirvana there and they were terrible oh that's early, right they did early, play there early yeah. nirvana was just i mean like get off stage guys i want to see mud honey or get off stage guys i want to see l7 <laughs> or you know more was it Motors, Motorsports Garage? I'd go see when oh, I lived yeah. in Seattle. I saw a ton of bands there. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, uh, um, yeah. But the underground was that, that weird little, um, there weren't very many gothy clubs, right, that existed. Um, especially that were all ages, right? Or at least 18. Plus. Well, there was one, God, what was it called? There's that 80s dance club. Looks like an 80s, 80s, like. Scoochies. Scoochies, I want to say it was yeah. called or something like that. Scoochies. I've been that a couple times. Um, Oz all ages, sort of goth, like, OK Hotel. But that wasn't really goth. That was just like, let's go see bands. Right. And a lot of them, you know, the all ages ones, they couldn't really do sex stuff. You know, right. it was real. I remember it was really, really bad, like. Off ramp, okay, that's funny on up. So yeah, yeah, you can be naked, you know, before anybody knew. Hey, here's a guy's penis. Come and see it. See, I know. Right. You just whip it out at the audience, you know, unbeknownst to them. So, yeah, I got really great memories of coming over to Seattle every weekend, staying in the Ave with some people, seeing shows, running into people, walking. You know, hey, there goes some accused guys. Hey, there goes some derelicts guys. Hey, right. there's, you know, just yeah. Even right when grunge happened, you know, we'd be playing at romper room and you know jeff Ament would come by on his bike you know from pearl jam and he'd knock on the window it's like hey guys like, come in he's like no busy i gotta play bass it's like okay great man see you and i think everybody in la and places moved to seattle brought the heroin just right. say, hey let's hang out and be a community <laughs> no 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 i think that's was a downfall right no absolutely there's a reason we're all friends we go to each other's shows and see everybody there and yeah as i yeah. sit my iris cup um, I was talking to uh, Ron Nine yesterday from Love Battery. And Love Battery. You don't you don't like Love Battery? You know, all these bands. It's like I know I liked them all because I wasn't really just just getting piercings, just getting in the alternative scene. Mm -hmm. I just oh god, it's gonna kill me. Uh, grunt Truck. I just found my old Grunt Truck seven inches. Like oh, yeah. oh, I love these guys. And before they were Grunt Truck, they were. Oh, the God, Jack and the Jack and Dino band who you know produced Nirvana and everything. And, and, oh, and actually, I, I see the cover in front of me. Oh, uh, not cop shoot cop. It, it'll it'll come to me in a second. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, I was just looking them up, and then the guy died. It's like, like I said, I saw yeah, Ben died. Huh? Ben was the singer. Ben, uh, yes. I can't think of his last name. Oh my God, sure. I can't believe we can't think of this. He was in Grunt Truck, right? Yeah. Before it was Grunt Truck, it was something else. Yeah. Oh uh, Matt Cameron played drums on their first album. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> I, Don't make me go on my computer. I, I know. I was going to look it up, but... Um, now you got me thinking Sky Cries Mary, and it's not Sky Cries Mary. No, 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 no. Um, yeah. So let's go to the off-ramp a couple of times. Yard. Quite good. Skin Yard. God <laughs> damn. Skin Yard. And I saw them. Oh, God. Was it Skinyard and Allison Chains when Allison Chains was glam? Right. Yeah. Yeah, at the Vogue. Oh, I love go dance at the Vogue. Vogue. Um, has I think I used to sell drugs out of there. Can I say that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Of that was nineteen ninety. Twenty one years. Okay. Yeah. yeah um, no, I sold fine. I sold aspirin and loose cigarettes out of there. So yes. Aspirin. <laughs> hmm. the, the the Vogue is is one of 
I'll say two or three bars in Seattle where it was perfectly okay to like throw a line down of something and just fucking do it at the table. Central. Like, nobody cared. Yeah. Central <laughs> Tavern. Central, Vogue, depending Split on who was... See, that Did was before right? my time. Okay. Yeah. Um, Central, let's see. Central, the Frontier Capital Room, was... depending Frontier on who room. was working, it was okay. Frontier Room. Remember the Frontier huh. Room down? It was, it was Kitty Corner from the Vogue. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, if you yeah. if you didn't want to go to the Vogue, you went there. Um, the Weather Wall. The Weather Wall the weather was wall. great too. That yeah. dance club, yeah. I just found pictures from there. It's like, um, I mean, this uh, history of Seattle thing on Facebook, and it's like, uh, hey, remember this band? It's like that's why I just got into somebody who went. Here's a retrospective on Skin Yard, and and Grunt Track's like, oh, I gotta listen to them again. It's like, yeah, with with older ears, it's like. Yeah, man, these guys are so good. Oh, they were so good. They they actually were um, way tighter than all the other bands. I mean, like way. Oh yeah. And well, heavier. the first first album, yeah, they were kind of little trying to do psychedelia, but yeah, then they got fucking just tight. It's like when I saw No Means No for the first time, it's like, who are these guys? And they just just really fast, really tight. It's like done. It's like great yeah. that was great yeah no it was because like i said i wasn't really drinking or experimenting with any drugs or doing circus or anything i was just there to pick up chicks and see the show and like get in <laughs> you know get absorbed into seattle and that was early 90 like january 1990 i moved there so yeah it was really mm -hmm. super stupid early so yeah i saw a ton of bands you man oh yeah i yeah. shook andrew wood's hand but i didn't see malfunction or mother love bone oh wow so you would have yeah, like basically right before he died is when you would have shook his hand. Yeah, because so. when did he die? Ninety one or something? Yeah, I, I think I don't it was really ninety, know. but it was like late ninety. I, it I, was late nineties. Yeah, so I saw him. He was actually on the app having coffee. I think it was with Chris Cornell at the time. Yeah, so yeah, well they were. Yeah, roommates, oh no. So yeah, yeah, I saw pictures of them together. And yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a. Uh, and now he's dead. It's like ah, you know, I. They're all fucking dead, I, man. I remember in the '90s and Lollapalooza. You know, Chris was really interested in autoerotic asphyxia. It was the weirdest thing. It's like, I gave him tips. The circus guys gave him tips. Like, come on, oh, wow. we gave you tips. Don't get really fucked up and do it because you will kill yourself. You have to have a release card. I'm not going to get into it. It's no, no, I actually. To, but I, yeah, I would like to talk about it a little bit. I mean, because it's it's a uh, you know same with like you know Michael Michael Hutchins or um. David Carradine or whatever. That was probably depression, yeah. Michael Hutchins, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, but he also had that interest in, in auto association. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I obviously I don't know, but okay. I mean, Let me describe awful. it to you, sir. Let me describe it to you, sir. So, you ever sat on your hand and gave your and masturbated, and you got that dead hand feeling? Right. That's what happens. It's like that, but in your brain. Okay. It's, you ever been choked out or like got a concussion to see stars? It's like that mixed with, you know, uh, doing a meal nitrate, you know, the sniffer stuff mm -hmm. or uh, whippets, you know, whippets, whippets you know, you yeah. have that throbbing feeling. It's like that. And then you see stars and everything turns black and the orgasms are great. It's like getting a blowjob from Jesus, mm -hmm. well, but it's dangerous as fuck. Cause if, if you're by yourself and you, you, you know, You'll choke yourself enough that then when you slump, it should release because you right. can't like, okay, I'm going to let myself go because you're half conscious. Mm -hmm. So it, I've experimented with a couple times when people were there. You know, we each took turns mm -hmm. doing it. It's like, okay, this is way too scary for me because, you know, if I start drinking and doing drugs and I'm going to overdo it. So oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 
it's I can see the allure of it. I really can for certain people, but it' dangerous, way too dangerous. Yeah. See, I I have a, a phobia about being unconscious. So, mm. um, even when I when I drink, which, which I I love my booze. Um, oh yeah. I can't drink past a certain point. Like my body literally shuts down, and I, I think that's me just being afraid of, you know, mm. what might happen when I'm not conscious. Yeah. Losing control or falling down and hitting your head. And yeah, I've, yeah. I've been there. I've been there. Yeah. So anyway, the question I had. Yeah. Enough about, about choking yourself to you. Masturbate. Well, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, kind of on the same topic is, I mean, oh, do you God. think it's it's possible that, that like, you know, Michael Hutchins or, or Chris Cornell or whatever, that maybe they didn't entirely mean to kill themselves. They were just kind of like pushing the boundaries a little bit. I think it could have been pushing boundaries. Uh, so for Chris, I didn't they find some weird pills he was on? So that was causing depression, right? I guess. So then he, I don't know, maybe he's drunk too. Who knows? And Michael Hutchins, the story I heard was he couldn't see his kids because his wife was dating uh, fucking Bob Geldof. Yeah, thank you, Geldof. Yeah. Pink Floyd, the Wall, Geldof. Uh, There's a great documentary um, about this. Boone Timrest. I'll yes. send it to you after this. It's, yes. it's awesome. Which, which? which? I forget what it's called. I'll have to look it up. But there's a documentary about Michael Hutchins and and his last twenty four hours. Saw, saw that. Saw that. Yeah. Saw that. Saw that. Great. That's probably where I'm getting most of my information from. So yeah, yeah. That was probably just a pressure for him, and they probably didn't mean to do it. They were just okay. Well, you know, it's, it's speculation because no one was in the room to save them. So yeah, exactly. yeah. Found him hanging. I I want to say in both cases it wasn't they tried to hang themselves. I think it was probably see and. Did Courtney kill Kurt? You know, it's one of right. those. There's, there's, you know, if there's every side to it, which of course she did. That fucking whore. I hate her. But anyway, yeah. she had him killed. Anyway, oh, we, okay, we can tell Courtney stories too. Here we go. Deep in the hole. So yeah. let's talk about Mia Ham too. That was a CIA plant. And, um, uh, no, I, I love <laughs> the Gits lady. She is nice. Yeah, there's all sorts of Seattle people, you know, every now and then I'll do an interview that's like, what do you think about Kurt? What do you think about? It's like, I'll tell you my history meeting him and what I think. But yeah, it's, I have no facts. I just know the people in the hall. So yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, I think the hangings are all accidental. I don't think, uh, but Probably. who knows what mental state they're in? Who knows what pills are on? Who, that's, it gets into a weird area where you can't really judge. You can only speculate. So we're here. We are speculating. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what, you know, what else are mm. we going to do during COVID? I mean, let's, let's okay. just throw every controversial topic into one. Right. Um, <laughs> I've only had a couple of interactions with Courtney Love and, and I don't know her at all. Never really spoke to her, but one time was actually at the crocodile and I forget uh, who I was watching and crocodile, yeah. she and Kurt were there. I didn't, I didn't even recognize cause I mean, you know, I was there to see a fucking show, you know, yeah. like whatever. Um, and I was standing kind of towards the back. It was, you know, the, the, the old room where they, they had that tiny little, that weird little. Yeah. Yeah. You room. walk in, you walk in and if you go straight, that's the so there's seating and then there's a bar in the back. If you take an immediate left, that's the little tiny bathrooms exactly. in the stage, little tiny exactly. stage. Yeah, I remember I, that. I, I way prefer that to how they have it or had it set up now. But anyway, now that's neither here nor there. Um, so I met the show when I was alone, um, and I forget who it was. I, I don't know. Anyway, so I, let's see. Hmm. Gas Huffer. No, it wasn't. It wasn't though. It was. It was something really weird. But anyway, so I was there and and it started to get more and more packed you know even though it was in the back of the room and as it does yeah yeah and 
I was not feeling being social at all. So I was like hiding in the back. You know, I probably had like, you know, 15 beam and cokes or whatever. So I was like, oh, I just want to stand back here. Anyway, so I'm standing back there and this couple like sits or, or ends up standing like right next to me, but I didn't see them come in. And I kind of moved over to the left and like bumped into this, this girl. And I like turned around and, and just as I'm saying, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. She screamed, did you just fucking touch me, you cunt? And I was like, excuse me? And it was Courtney Love. So oh, that was that was that was one of those. And, and yeah, it was probably about 92, 91, 92, 93, somewhere in there. Let's see, um, when did there we did Lala ninety two and when uh, Nirvana hit what right at the summer maybe? I remember yeah. the tour was over and we went to their record release party at got at God it's gonna kill me. It's right around the corner from the off ramp. But yeah, yeah. And it's like oh, we were like maybe maybe it's a storeroom was it a diving no, when was it a they played at the okay hotel and i was i did i knew the people who worked us so i did side stage security so people wouldn't stage dive i ended up stage diving the whole time and it was a great show they were fucking tight as balls mm-hmm. but yeah that must have been about 92 93 yeah I yeah i ran in a couple old. times yeah yeah i know we're old remember <laughs> the 90s because Lollapalooza will be 90 2000 2000 It'll be 30 years next year that we did that. Jesus, I, yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's absolutely yeah. crazy. You know? Well, it's easy. It, yeah, it's easier to card people at the bar now. I don't have to do math. It's like, okay, if you're born in 19, if you're born in 2000, you're 21 today. It's like, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> right. You don't have kids, do you? Like, I could have a 40-year-old. It's like, geez, Louise. Yeah. I have a, a, a 19-year-old. Good Lord. Yeah. So you had um, even a 30, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I could I, I could be a grandpa by now thinking of that way. Jeez, no, no. Oh yeah, you could too. You could too. Nineteen. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> grandpa I actually, Glenn. I have I have several friends that are, are grandparents, and I'm just like, well, wow, that sucks. <laughs> you know? well, like, yeah. Do you get up and feel creaky now, <laughs> Grandpa? You walk with a cane yet? Yeah. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. Really? Some days. Uh, some days. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was funny. I was I was out. Um, my girlfriend made me go for a walk, which I don't do. I just don't uh, walk. So yeah. she was like, oh, you know, let, let's go take the, you know, the dogs for a, a walk around the, you know, there's there's a, a pier thing in Kirkland. And uh, I was like, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Down in there's Juanita Bay, right? Statues down there and stuff, right? Yep. Yeah, it's a really cool little park. But... Right, right by the ferry dock. I know exactly what it is. Yep, 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 so yep. So she's yep. like let's go, you know, let's go do this walk. And, and, uh, I kept saying like, how long is it? And like, how far, how far, how far? And then we right. got, she was like, it takes five minutes anyway. So did the whole walk and I fucking hurt, man. I mean, oh, I actually yeah. hurt my back hurts. <laughs> I was like, this yeah. sucks. Yeah. Your body's getting used to, Oh, this is what stretching feels. Well, I'm, I'm about, if you drive from my house to the bar, it takes maybe six minutes, but we're right up against the railroad tracks. So I can just go to the cul-de-sac, hop the railroad tracks, and I'm, I'm at work in a good 20 minutes, mm-hmm. 20, 30 minutes if it's slow. Um, but yeah, I, I walk there and back four times a week. I just, you know, I'm either drunk and I stumble home or like I get up and I don't have coffee. I just walk, start walking and then, I, oh God, I'm tired. It's like, oh, I'm here. Now I can have coffee and I can towel off and relax. So right. I finally just get up and do it, which it's been helping. It's been helping lose weight and 
you know, just uh, keep my mind, you know, listen to podcasts, music, oh, yeah. you know, it depends on the mood. So, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's funny. Drunk walking, you can do anything, right? Like I, I've, I've walked, you know, 20 miles literally at a time and oh, yeah. not even know I've done it. Yeah. So, but that's when you wake up. So it's like I don't remember this bruise. How do I get this cut? You know that. That's when it becomes right. weird. Yeah. 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 Um, Here, I, me, I was telling the story of my. Um, I want to say it was my thirty-fifth birthday. Oh, perfect. Um, sorry. Yeah, and you can see all my dollies in the background and stuff. Yeah. Sorry. Like and it's like, hey, is this good? Jim, Jim, Jim. <laughs> Old man does zoom. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so just a very, very quick story. So I um, was in the middle of going through a divorce um, and not not in a very good mindset, whatever. So anyway, I was, yeah, I wasn't going to do anything for, for that, that particular birthday. I was just going to ignore it. And last minute, a friend of mine called me up and he's like, hey, come out and let's have some drinks. And I was like, okay, fine. So I went to a bar literally right around the corner from my house. And this is in Edmonds because I... Long story. I've been in and out of here for a long time. But anyway, um, so he left after like 20 minutes and, and I ended up staying uh, for six hours. Right. Um, and in, in a in a misguided attempt to regain youth, I was doing um, touchdowns. You're doing what? Touchdowns, right? So the, the uh, 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 orange flavored vodka dropped into... Um, Red Bull. Oh yeah, that's They're fucking uh, brutal, man. Brutal. And energy. It's called something down here. It's different. Yeah, no. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. So I at one point looked at the bartender who I knew and I said, "Hey, um what's the score?" And she said, "Glenn 49, you know the bar is 0, right?" Yeah. So, literally. So it was like, "Okay, I was 7 in." And oh my god, anyway. So <laughs> the whole point of the story <laughs> is I think I got it up to like 63 or whatever. So I just kept Yeesh. going. But anyway, um, yeah. I, I only lived like, you know, a, a block away. Like it was around the corner. That was it. And I left the bar and I walked outside and everything seemed fine. And then some guy who had been sitting at the end of the bar who was like, a, a you know, an artist of sorts um, had chased me outside because he had drawn a picture of me. Right, because it was it was like just me, the bartender, and this other guy in this bar. You know, was like slamming my touchdowns, and and for whatever reason, he thought like, oh, you'd make a you know a, a great subject for for me to draw yeah. this thing. So all I see when I see this guy chasing after me is absolute fucking panic because I'm mm -hmm. so hammered. I have no idea what's going on. Right. So I run down the street and you know fall, you know tear my the, you know my jeans wide open you know in the d's um get up and continue running um and fell again and again anyway woke up with you know like cuts and bruises all over me um but the funniest part was the next morning or yeah afternoon i guess whatever when i went back into the bar and they're like why did you run away from the nice man trying to give you the thing you know the picture he drew of you he wanted to say happy birthday to you <laughs> i was oh. like i was so fucked i had no idea what was happening yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, been there, yeah, yeah. So been there. I don't. Th that's one good thing about the COVID thing is that I don't go out to drink anymore, right? Because that's dangerous. Drinking at home, it's fine. Like you know, I'll have a couple I, and it's it's good. Yeah, I find I drink more when I'm at home. Rare. I mean, you know, like 
regular civilian, and it's kind of common common courtesy to do. I mean, you, when a bartender in Seattle, no, you can't drink. You know, you mm -hmm. can't be drunk. It's like here, it's kind of yeah, you can be within reason. You know, you can do shots with customers and shit. So yeah, it's like I don't know. And you know, yeah, I'm bartending. We're super safe. I, you know, we clean all the handles. You know all the time and uh people wear masks and stuff but yeah yeah and i've washed the glass over really well so yeah um so mm -hmm. it's trying to stay safe and trying to you know keep bartending for a little bit we'll see what happens but yeah so you know i mean pre-covid did you go out much or are you, are you more of like a homebody uh, we got a house here that i'm recording from about eight years ago pulled our resources and one of my friends had a freak out, and so we got the house really cheap, like a hundred and something, hundred and thirty wow, for, for two bedroom, two bathroom, four bedroom. Got a big front yard, run a cul-de-sac, no kids. So, um, and then, like I said, I'm walking to this place, uh, Casino Southside, it's called, and mm -hmm. there's also a casino downtown on Sixth Street that I worked at for years. But pe people, regulars will come and I'll hang out with somebody I like. I'll hang out with them at the bar, then I'll walk home. When I work downtown, like say during South by Southwest, okay, cross the street, I can work a doorman, I can get myself in free, and you know, Circle Jerks and Juliet Lewis and Bad Brains are playing. It's like, great, I'll do that. Yeah, I used to go and a block away and sit at the Irish pub because you know, there's the South Side one now, it's kind of isolated. There's not really bars around, but downtown is six feet, there's a bar every, well, there used to be before COVID, a bar right. almost every half block. Yeah, and I knew all the bartenders, They'd, we'd come in and switch tips around and Yes, yeah, so I used to go out a lot more. Not so much since we got a house. You know, I just want to come home, take my shoes up, put my feet up, watch TV show, smoke a little bit, and, you know, catch up on sleep. Or, you know, like, tonight, I could stay up all night. Don't have to be into work till like, 3 or something. So, yeah, so it's, it's good. Yeah, so. Right. Not not so much anymore. Just kind of slowing down. It's like, you know, hey, my band's playing. Okay, first thing I do is, like, am I working tomorrow? Yes. Can't make it. <laughs> Literally. Unless unless it's somebody I, somebody I have to see, you know, but. but right. I missed a lot of stuff now. It's like, ah, I don't like that venue, you know. Uh, ZZ Top's playing it. I think it's Circuit of the Americas, which is a big racetrack. Formula One they built out here. It's like, well, it's summer. There's no shade. It's going to be 120. It's going to take forever to get in and out of there. Beers are going to be 15 bucks a piece. Like, no, 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 no. Just, right. I'll pay for the simulcast, you know. <laughs> Somebody's going to be recording it. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, just, I, just, I just don't really go out much anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. I, don't I, have I, to. I, People come see me, so. Yeah, I think last time we talked and, and I was telling you the story about going out to see TSOL, which I mm. think was the last big show I went to. I, well, big, in quotes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I had to leave like halfway through because I went outside to have a cigarette and realized my back was thrown out. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like I, I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I will go see shows, I think. Hmm, let me see. Uh, my birthday was in June. The Circus Rex were going to play on that day with like their descendants, replacements. One oh, of those. Descendants would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, and someone else. And then, you know, they postponed it twice. And now they're coming back maybe in July, maybe. But I don't know. We'll see. That'll right. definitely take the next year. I love, love me some old Circle Jerks. And just, you know, I think the last thing we went and saw. The boss wanted to see him too, so he bought us all tickets. And there's about it was on the outside stage. Let's see, Red Seven. It was um, it's gonna kill me. The Avengers, which was still really good, and oh god, 
The suspect device. Oh, now it's going to kill me. Oh, they're an Irish punk rock. No, I know exactly what you're talking about because I was just playing at Stiff Little Fingers. Stiff Little Fingers, yes. Stiff Little Fingers and Avengers. So that was September, maybe? September of last year. I think that's last year I went to. And it was great. It was just great. Ran into a bunch of friends, got to hear the songs I wanted. They played decent, you know. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to say that was the last one. It, it's really hard to remember. I mean, just like, was this the last one? Was it, you know, you usually can go, I remember that, but yeah, right. I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. just weird. I just, you know, they feel- say, they say this, this coming year, it's going to be so much better. It's like, it'll be better once all the vaccine rolls out, not to get too deep into it, but yeah, right. once all the vaccine rolls out. And then, you know, the second everybody thinks they're fixed, then start doing big shows again. It's like, got to kind of wean into that, but you know, with the stages, especially here and stuff and bars, like mm-hmm. you know, they need they need full capacity now, but right. You know, I I really don't think we're gonna do South by Southwest again this year. There's no way we can fit. Yeah. If the people from Europe can come over, and if you know, there's no way we have that many stages anymore at all. At least half of them closed like permanently because right. you know. Yeah. What What about outside? Is Is Austin doing like outside like seating like semi permanent structures or anything or? We. Some of the bars had that anyway because you know, once it ten years ago when you couldn't smoke inside. Okay, now a lot of places started doing the smoking patio. You can go outside here and smoke. And we have a front and back patio at the bar I'm working at now. Just mm-hmm. and it's kind of nice. I can go outside, have a cigarette, and then keep an eye on the whole bar. Just look inside, and yeah, it yeah. So some places are, some places aren't. You know, a lot, uh, a lot of food places are still doing the, you know, curbside, call it in, do all that, which people were doing anyway before the COVID. So yeah, some places are doing good. Some places are, I mean, we're surviving. We're above water right now. So. Well, that's great. That's great. Cause the majority of bars around here are not doing so great. You know, yeah. it's just a matter of time. Um, when I was up two months ago, like we went to 13 coins, you know, I didn't get my Ivers, which sucked, but went that's to 13 right, coins yeah. by the airport. Yeah. Because I, I every time I give me Ivers all day long. Um, Thirteen coins. Let's see. There's a couple restaurants tried to go to in Seattle, but yeah. And then my friends from the bars went, yeah, they just closed the sound again. So yeah, eh, who knows? I mean, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's it's kind of fucked all the way around. But um, yeah. you know, it, it's one of those you know damned if you do, damned if you don't sort of situations yeah. if we stay yeah. open then we risk getting everybody infected and death and then if we don't then we'll die from starvation because we can't buy food so yeah i mean well and yeah. here's the really fucked up thing and, and this kind of ties into what we were talking about earlier about like you know erasing history is that we won't know right so if we go down one pathway and it works we'll be like well okay it worked but you don't know because you didn't go down the other pathway and vice versa yeah. right yeah so I mean, who the fuck knows? I, I, I see this as a great experiment, right? And the experiment is how much economic decay can the United States take and still mm. survive, right? And so far, I mean, it's, you know, it's fine, right? I mean, yeah. individually, not for businesses. No, I right? know. And like, yeah, like people are, even when we reopened, um, yeah, just Thanksgiving, maybe we reopened our bar and just people are still calling, Oh, you're open. It's like, yeah, but you know, 
like so there's a lot of good regular couples that just and you know a lot of people are happy they get to work from home you know a lot of office jobs a lot of computer guys i know are definitely working from home like mm-hmm. i'll see them once a month you know they're really guarded they'll sit in the corner by themselves and mask on how's it going everybody it's like i get it <laughs> you got social anxiety i have to be out in people but right yeah lost a lot of good couples that don't come in anymore and do stuff but you know it's it's steady-ish steady-ish you know we can keep buying booze and beer and selling it so yeah right so for now but who knows who knows you know yeah i i'm optimistic but not i don't know you know this entire year is going to be um huh. at least at least this year and maybe at least. longer um and you know that's one thing that i keep having to tell certain people is a change of of the guard so to speak does not yeah. make it all go away instantly no it's gonna take yeah at least everybody should be well vaccinated by december i mean that's optimistic but you know it's like hey okay biden's in where's our two thousand dollar check um yeah uh can i sue because i can't get my gay cake from christian people you know it's not all gonna go away right away right these impatient kids with their cell phones and their you know you had to have a couple quarters in your pocket if you wanted to call somebody right in my day kids you know, like, uh, uh, here we go again in politics, because you just, you open the door. Um, <laughs> we don't have to spend long on it, but, you know, one of the arguments that I kept hearing from people, um, especially by my super, super liberal friends was, you know, about, um, you know, Bernie Sanders, who I think is, I love the fucking guy, love him to fucking death. I just don't think he was presidential material, right? I mean, I love his ideas. I love everything about him. Yeah, he had some decent ideas. I just, yeah, I just don't know. Something seemed a little off. You know, like, sorry, as a bartender, I can just look at people and go, okay, I can't date you. You know, I <laughs> right. don't think I can even serve you. I've seen that goes crazy as before. I've been married four times. I get I get that. Yeah, yeah. So, it, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, what if, you know, definitely what if, but uh, so, who knows? Wh- <laughs> I, I guess my, my point on that was that um, there's there's this feeling in America that that you can just, you know, change one thing and, and magically change everything. No, and no. Bernie was kind of that thing for a lot of people, right? And again, I, I respect the guy to death. I think he's awesome. Um, I have a story, which I'll tell in just a minute, about um, him after the uh, California primary in 2016. Um, really interesting guy. But again, the point is that that people spent a lot of effort seeing him as like a savior. And and the reality is, yep. nobody's yep. going to be a yep. fucking savior, man. Like it, it's, like it's Beto down, like be, like Beto down here for governor, you know, instead of Ted Cruz. It's the same thing. It's like if we right. just had this guy in office, it would be, right. yeah, no, not going to happen instantly. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yep. is, is there actually support for Ted Cruz and to to run for governor? Well, or, or, and not governor, what's he, senator, sorry, senator, I, that's, well, I don't no. do politics, but, no, well, you know, like the big major, it's like Houston, Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, great, you know, we all voted blue or whatever it was, whoever voted, and then the rest of Texas is just pickup trucks <laughs> right. and horses, and no, it's redneck, there's, there's some places I don't go, I take my earrings out and put a hat on so I don't see my face drop, say, hey, what's that, boy, it's like, no, no, there's places you don't go in Texas that are just retards sure. Uh, I mean, I can say the same about some of the small towns I grew up in, Squam and Port Angeles, Port Angeles, okay. up there. Holy hell, fisherman, logger, farmer. There's a reason I started going to Seattle to see the punks and the right. music and the 
but yeah, it's 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 pockets, it's pockets, you know. So yeah. yeah. Eh, so it's 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 funny like I, I i think we talked about this last time but um you know i grew up in northern idaho at least until i was oh you know, god you say Actually, east of Coeur d'Alene, almost almost to the montana border um, and it's funny like I, I i haven't been back for for i mean many years but it had been like 20 years and i, and I went in like 2006 or seven or something like that and I thought about that. I was like, okay, do I take my earrings out? Do I, you know, color my mm -hmm. hair back to normal or like, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I decided, fuck it. And just went. Um, and things had changed so much in, in that 20 years that it was, it was actually really interesting because it, it ended up being more of like a homecoming. Right. So like, right. Yeah. All I had to do was like, I'd walk into a bar. We're talking about a town of like a thousand people. Mm -hmm. Um, and a healthy amount of bars like you know good for them um and i'd walk in and and i would just drop the fact that i was you know from that area and i didn't pay for a drink for four days nice nice yeah, yeah. so things are changing like i i think even in some of the you know the the super deep um conservative i guess for lack of a better term areas <laughs> Yeah. Because they can't not see what's happening. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. you're famous for, 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 you know, for using your, you know, your dick to, to lift stuff. And, and, you know, um, Enigma is famous for his tattoos all over his face yeah. and body. Um, and that was really, really, really fucking out there 30 years yeah. ago. But now you go into a Starbucks and, and, you might have a, you know, a, your barista might have a, you know, fuck you tattooed on his forehead. Yeah, right? big ear so and shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the rappers with face tattoos now. I mean, you saw somebody's face tattoo, you gave him a head nod. Now it's like, okay, I know that's a prison tattoo. Are you a rapper now? What the hell are you? It's like, <laughs> you know, when people go, I'm getting this on my face. Like, you probably shouldn't. It's like, well, you got one. It's like, well, I did it for my job and I'm living <laughs> with it now. And it's like, yeah, you know, you're going to get him removed. It's like, no. And then years ago, I shouldn't have done that to my face. Like, you know, it's, I can yeah. only give so much advice. Like, you don't understand, old man. It's like, no, I don't. And neither are you till, you know, yeah. Good luck getting a job with face tattoos, kid, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like the facial tattoos you do have are, are very subtle, right? I mean, they're not. Yeah, no, I don't have like, yeah, big yeah. <laughs> pride um, or love. I remember or... <laughs> when I was, I was pretty young, probably 21, 22, something <laughs> in there. Um, and I lived right on Broadway. And there was a, Broadway in Seattle? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a kid who w I would always see around. Um, and, you know, good-looking kid. He seemed pretty, you know, smart, <laughs> whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then one day I saw him, and he had had 666, like, huge tattooed under his eyelid. Okay, yeah. And <laughs> I watched this kid kind of just disintegrate. I mean, like, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. what the fuck are you going to do with that? you know tattooed under your eye yeah yeah right it's like you better be famous or <laughs> you're, yeah. not, you're fucked yeah yeah exactly it's like now you're branded as like a yeah you didn't have to be different but it's like yeah you're differently outcast now it's like yeah yeah I, it, it's it's a whole rigmarole but yeah no I, I understand both sides but it's like yeah yeah, yeah. and then I mean, you know yeah, I waited. Okay. joe i waited until um 
I was into my 40s before I really started getting tattooed. Really? And yeah, I mean, I, I kind of wish I had done it earlier. But yeah. I'm also glad I didn't because yeah. there was some stupid fucking shit I wanted to put on my body. <laughs> I got, let's see, angle this down a little bit. I got this half skull lady with my fiance's name when I was 17, maybe. And then, I, of course, I got it covered up. But yeah, I have right. some really dumb tattoos. <laughs> Do I regret them? I get them recolored in. You know, um, there's some I regret, some I don't. But yeah, right. it's, yeah. I don't know. You know, it's a matter of personal choice. If if you like it, great. It doesn't look good on you, but who am I to say that? You know, seriously. So. No, no, absolutely. No, and I, I'm not talking about what other people think, because honestly, you know, who cares? But yeah, I'm thinking more now, about so bet, yeah, yeah. just internally, right? Like, um, yeah. you know, the, the one of the first things I had done, and I had it actually on my 45th birthday, is my knuckles tattooed, right? Um, and I wouldn't have done it if I it wasn't like, okay, I already know my career. I already know where I am and whatnot. Cause yeah. you know, maybe I'm a bit of a pussy that way. Right. I didn't want to know. I didn't want to fuck myself out of something potential. Right. Right. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. but yeah, I, I kind of reached that point where I was like, well, I guess I can do whatever the fuck I want. Right. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the only thing that matters is people who are like, oh, you didn't have those a year ago. Right. <laughs> so it's like, what what are you trying to like catch up with your youth or whatnot? You got to explain the whole why now thing. Why right. now? Why now? It's like, yeah, well, because. <laughs> right. Because, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, fuck it. Because I want to. <laughs> you exactly. know, like, that's it. Yep. Um, and again, I wanted to when I was younger. It just, I don't know, something... I was more into, into the piercing side than than the the ink side. Yeah, as long as you don't get your face done, those are easy to hide. Because I used to hide mine and go sell car insurance back in the day in Federal Way. Federal Way? No. Wow. North of Seattle, it took me ten minutes. Hmm. Northgate. Yeah, somewhere in Northgate. Yeah, not really that far because I'd ride my scooter up there. So, oh, yeah. uh, I don't know. From the Ave, I just drive north and, uh, yeah. Just read a little cul-de-sac, little insurance center, you know, no face tattoos, no big earrings. But, yeah, I was pierced all the way down. You know, I'd wear a suit and tie, and then I'd go take it off and go see Nirvana, you know, or go see, you know, right. whoever bands. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And and that was actually really common. You know, like, there were there were a lot of people who would, <clears throat> you know, put on their suits during the day. Yeah, um, like the Yakuza, right? It's like, hide everything, I'm normal, yeah, I'm exactly. normal, yeah. But then it's exactly. like, go to the bathhouse, like, ta yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. And, you know, there was also a lot of, of you know, um, not that I'm equating the two things, but there's also a lot of, um, you know, the drug use that was completely hidden away, too. Oh, yeah. There were oh, a lot yeah. of those weekend warriors who were like, okay, great, I'm going to buy, you know, I mean, fucking, a, you know, a, a few grams, maybe, in, you know, yep. an eight ball of heroin and like do it over the weekend and then I'm fine for the rest mm -hmm. of the time. Right. A yeah, lot there's a time too. going to shows where you could just smell it on them. You know, you could just tell it's like, okay, yeah, long sleeves, covering your arms. Yeah, okay, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, you can tell by smell and sight. It's like, yeah, because it was prevalent back in the day. But yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I get it. But, you know, here's, here's just something really fucking funny, though, mm -hmm. is, is that I don't remember coming across that, like, super often in Seattle. Like, I knew it was around, and I knew a lot of people who were doing it. 
Yeah. But I don't, I don't remember a single instance of, of being offered that. I remember lots of blow. I mean, lots of crystal, like tons. Yeah. Um, crystal is a, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the designer drugs, Seattle was always very heavy into the designer drugs. Like, Dude, you know, like, yeah. God. There was a, I can't remember their names. I probably shouldn't say it, but they were twins and they ran, they ran, was it Moroccan Cafe for a while or one of those? And, uh, yeah, they lived with this guy and he was making design MDMMA and it was right. Just, I, I just remember, okay, it's a, it's a little pill. Okay. Take a quarter of it. And they, these naked ladies and guys would be roller skating around. Would you <laughs> like the water? Yeah. So would you like a lollipop? Okay. Hold my hand, hold my hand. And then, yeah, no, it was, you know, we were pretty much drug meals at the time. That's designer stuff. I mean, once they cracked down on that, that disappeared fast. But I remember going to a few parties where it's like, Okay, so you'll be here for a while. Why? Okay, yeah. try this. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, forget, yeah. I, I forget it was either um, Lollapalooza or Enfest because they were only, what, like eight months apart. Yeah, right. right. First invest in, um, I forget which one. But anyway, I bought for 30 bucks, which was a huge amount of money back then, right? So 30 yeah. bucks, I bought a giant blue pill and swallowed it and spent the next, I don't know, 15 hours <laughs> just no fucking idea where i was like i was just right. loading um and it, it sounds so stupid and i would never do anything like that now well knock on wood um, yeah yeah right <laughs> but you know literally i just gave some guy 30 bucks he gave me a big blue pill i threw it in my mouth and yeah. ripped my balls off for 15 hours saw a lot of that in the 90s like did Lollapalooza in 92, especially when, well, it was, was it in Bremerton? Somewhere in yeah, the Seattle one. Bremerton. Yeah. 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 And a lot of people were tripping their balls off, just, you know, listening to music and seeing stuff. You know, it was more communal back then to do that. Like yeah. a bunch of people, my girlfriend at the time hit, got back from hitchhiking to San Fran. She wrote Grateful Dead album covers. You know, they stopped in somewhere in Oregon, you know, Salem or some one of those hippie enclaves. It's like, try this. Like, holy balls, this is strong. Yeah. So. Yeah, right. a lot of people were experimenting back today. Yeah, I did too, a little bit, not not too much like like you, but yeah, I can't see myself doing that now. Waking up fifteen hours later, what did I do? You no, know, fuck no. First thing would be, do I have my wallet? Is there video documentation on what I did? Where's my phone? You know, so yeah, definitely. <laughs> right. Thank God we didn't have all that back then. I'd be in jail so many times over. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. There's yeah. no doubt. Yeah. Um, and that's another topic. An old friend and I. I mean, we bring up <clears throat> four or five times a year, just like. Oh my God. Do you remember that thing we did? Well, yeah. thank God nobody else does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I have Polaroids and that's all I need. Those are easily destroyable. So yeah. Um, um, anyway, so that blue pill, I, I, I will remember until the day I die. Just, I remember taking it and then just floating. I mean, floating. Mm. And actually it must've been, wait, did, did, but I never, I, I'm not even going to go down that because I'm, I'm probably wrong yeah. no matter what. I'm trying right, to remember right. what, what bands played and like whatever. Yeah, no, who knows? It's all a blur, so. <laughs> all right. So let, let's let's talk a little bit more about um, some of your tour experiences because that's something we didn't get into last time. Okay, um, a little bit, yeah. We went pretty much everywhere except never made it to Japan. Uh, we'd always do the uh, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa tour. We never made it to Japan. 
and we dipped into Russia once, and we're supposed to do like a big Russian casino tour boat for a couple months. I just sounded sketchy as hell, so we didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Went to Prague a few times, but pretty much other than that, you name it, and we've been to it. So, oh, we never did Brazil. I mean, I've been to Brazil myself, but never uh-huh. been made that circus. It just that's one of those places still. You know, around in there, seem kind of, everybody says it's great, but yeah, kind of sketchy. So yeah, everything sounded a little too yeah. So, wow. so I, I'm just, I'm just trying to to wrap my head around this. So, and again, we talked about this before, but nobody else has heard it. So I guess I can go back to it. Right. Um, you were you were still relatively young. Um, as far as I know, you had no like you know, circus freak experience before you did it. You just no, trial you and enjoyed error. doing weird shit. Yeah. Enjoyed doing weird performance art stuff. And then it just went into, started going into circus acts. It was just trial and error for all of us. It really was. We did, you know, books have been written about it. Now it's easy to, you know, do it, but we always trial and error. Can we do this? Yeah. Are you, are you alive? Yes. Can you do it every day? No. You know, right. It's seriously just on the back of the tour bus. Like, will this work? This will work. Okay. Is there a lot of cleanup? You know, it, yeah, mm-hmm. just it really was trial and error all for all of us, right. except for Jim, who came with the Carney experience, like we talked about. So, yeah, right. Uh, well, okay, but you and I have talked about it, but nobody else has heard it yet. Um, so you're trying to feed me the line. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> all good, mate. Let's talk a little bit about Jim, just because. Um, all right, we didn't really dig into that a whole lot in the last time. Okay. Okay. Um, so Jim had done carnival stuff before, right? Just he just did stuff down on Venice Beach. Is what I'm saying, mm-hmm. uh, he had some Venice Beach. You know, you put down a towel, then you know you get people to come in and put my, their hand in their pocket, pull out a dollar bill, and he did really well. You know, uh, tax a lot of the books money. He came, and we actually did a few. Oh God, it's gonna kill me. What's the thing they do at Seattle Center that used to be free? Like I saw Soundgarden there. It's a big festival of street performers right by the fountain. Uh, 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 bumper, uh, bumper, bumper shoot. shoot. Bumper shoot, yes. We did a few did a few of those before we got going, like I think we were 90, 91, before we took off and started doing it in venues. But yeah, he was a barker. He could get just, okay, like we dug a chainsaw. I'd, you know, lift things with my tongue and walk around. He didn't have to do much. Couldn't do much with kids and families running around. So he right. was a great barker. He just, that was his experience, like I said. The bumper shoots, the uh, the Venice beaches. That's where you got experience talking people into the tent and stuff. So, as we say, where yeah. is Jim from, by the way? I want to say Jim is from Phoenix, and he then he lived in LA. Where I think he met his wife in LA. I'm not sure how they met, but yeah. And she comes from a her family's in a crazy machine circus, or was in France. So. We had some great experiences in France, but yeah. So, and then, and then he moved to Seattle in like 89 when I met him, 88, 89, I met him and then kind of was based from there. Then, you know, I think he tried Hawaii for a bit too far away, tried LA, it's too LA-ish. Right. And he was in Vegas for quite a while, you know, hanging out with Penn and Teller and all those guys just doing weird one-off oh, and wow. stuff. So yeah, yeah, no, Penn and Teller are great guys. <clears throat> Penn Gillette is tall and Teller won't shut the fuck up, you right. know? Seriously, he's like, hey, 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 hey. He's like, oh, God, is this why they don't want you to talk on camera? Jeez. Great, <laughs> great, great guys, man. Went I, to I, 
naked Taiwanese karaoke with them one drunken night. And it's like, where am I? It's like, yeah, one of those where am I days. Like, <laughs> like, you'll love this. It's like, not really, but okay. It'll be a good story someday. So, well, yeah. Pen, yeah. I, I always get them confused, but the tall. Pen. Bigger that's guy. Pen Gillette. That's Pen, yeah. Um, He's a teetotaler, though, right? I mean, at least I think I think he is now. I remember we were drinking with him. Maybe we weren't. You know, but it's all some people. He likes to hang out with the crazies, but he doesn't get crazy himself. Right. Yeah, I, I think he's one of those people, and I've known a few of them throughout my life that don't partake of any, you know, drugs or alcohol or whatever. But they're the craziest motherfuckers ever. It's like oh, yeah. they, they feed oh, yeah. off the energy without actually feeling oh, it. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to do drugs. You're crazy enough. One of those kind of people, right? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, and, and actually, I, I envy the fuck out of those people. Like that would be great, right? Just being able to not actually do it. You're just like, okay, great. I, you know, I feel fucking great. Yeah, but then you know when I'm out with around people, it's like, okay, I'm gonna get away from this conversation and go smoke and buy another shot. So yeah, that seems to be the path <laughs> I'm on for quite a while. So yeah. Oh, ah, yeah. sorry. I, I gotta say, Joe, like the the uh, the smoking bans that that have hit throughout the nation, actually are great because that's my excuse to get the fuck up and walk away. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. If there's a shitty oh, yeah. conversation, I'm like, oh, I gotta go smoke, or I love this one. I gotta take a call. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? I do that. I I pick up the the bar phone too and go, yeah, ring, ring. Just like here you go. Yeah, I gotta take it. Yeah, and definitely, definitely. It's funny. Um. All right, so we were talking about Jim, and, and um, he finds you at, at Cafe Roma, which I love because I was there pretty much daily, maybe three or four times a day. So yeah, we're only four phases. Yeah, yeah, because uh, it's going to kill me. Okay, here's Cafe Roma, then I stayed a block up at the Cockroach Hotel, some dead cons up there or something. And the Heroin Hotel, yeah. Heroin Hotel, I stayed there. I stayed there. We might have run into each other. Oh, I'm sure we have. I was at Flowers um, almost every day. So either uh, Flowers, the bar, or down the street at Roma. Yeah. What yeah. was the... Was it Cellophane Square? Was that right around the corner? Cellophane from Square Roma? was... That's it. I bought yeah. a lot of my seat vinyl that I still have here. Yeah. Yeah. Cellophane and Square was a, awesome. And right up from Cafe Roma, there's a huge record store, like a budget tapes or something. Yeah. You just hang out there and yeah. a bunch of band people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know the yeah really well. That's that's when I was running they, around. So yeah, it's funny. I was just talking to a, a old friend of mine about that, and we couldn't remember the name of the place, but I can remember going in there. It was like backdoor record. It had a weird fucking name. I'm sure I'll remember it like at midnight tonight. But yeah, and it was big, like rows and rows of vinyl you'd zip through, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then they had the little upstairs. They had a loft where they kept the stuff that. You had to know to get up to see. You didn't want to, they didn't want to get stolen by junkies. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then they turned that into a, 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 a piercing place in, I want to say, like maybe 90. Yeah, it had to be 90 because that's when I got my tongue pierced for the first time and I got it done there. They had just opened up as, as like a, um, a piercing slash tattoo studio. Right. I think right. It was 90, give or take. Um, but yeah, they, they, yeah, they had that upstairs before they turned it into the tattoo parlor. Um, they had some great shit. I mean, just like yeah. great, great, great records. And, you know, I probably spent, you know, half of my disposable income 
in that space. I, 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 I did too, yeah, because we live, yeah. yeah, we had a little place right off, right, UT, you know, all the college dorms that was cheap at the time, so yeah, yeah, and I'd always go down to the Ave and see if any bands were playing anywhere, and yeah, buy a ton of records, and, you know, I'd always, I'd always pack them real good and ship them to my folks' house so they were safe, you know, in case I had to move or go on tour or right. leave stuff, definitely, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how how long were you at the Heroin Hotel? I would just stay there on the weekends. Uh, oh, okay. Blah, 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 blah. Probably um, smart. No, I, I, I'd get off work at 5. I remember leaving. It was Port Angeles at the time, so I'd leave Pacific Northwest about 5. Okay, in half an hour, 40 minutes, I could be at the, the bridge, the floating bridge we have. And then I decide, do I have to pick up people or I just go straight to Seattle? I'd be in, you know, if I could catch the right ferry, I'd be in Seattle by 6.30 or 7, a little after. And, you know, just, I knew where I was, head straight for the app, see if there's any shows going on, you know. What, pick up Maximum Rock and Roll or Stranger? The Stranger. The Stranger, yeah. yeah. Pick up a Stranger. Okay, this band's playing. We're going to go see these guys. So, yeah. Right. And then I, I, would, I didn't drink. Or do any drugs at the time? I was just into piercing and being weird. You know, that was my that was my drug at the time. So I drive everybody. You know, hop in my car. You know, so and then I just stay at their yeah the heroin hotel, just you know, just on the weekends. Wake up and then we go to what was that Teen Feed? The oh yeah, yeah. Krishnas had this thing where they'd feed you, and it's terrible, but it's food, and like, I didn't eat much at the time. Yeah, that was like fiftieth and fifteenth. Yes, it was. <laughs> I can't believe you remember. Was, we was... must have run into each other back in there. Oh, we I'm sure. I, I have no doubt. Um, wow. But I was I was doing the opposite of what you were doing. I was coming down from, uh, um, you know, the north end, right, to, to see that stuff. Um, yeah. Hmm. It was it was interesting, you know, because I, because of where I grew up, I had no idea what. I had no idea how to deal with people who were like the, the av rats. Right? Me either at the time. It's just, you know, just small town as fisherman, logger, or farmer. And so I was just, yeah. Oh, these people are strange. Okay. Stay away from me. Don't steal my stuff. Yeah. I caught on real quick. I'm a real fast study. So yeah, I'm sure you did too. But yeah. Yeah. The yeah. crusty av rats. Hey, you can hit me on the head with this club for a dollar. No, 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 you know, no, no. There Crusties. was, this is not that long ago either. I mean, less than, less than 10 years ago. Um, I was at a bar in Ballard and this, this kid, I mean, kid, he was probably, you know, mid twenties, I guess. Yeah. Um, and he wanted to talk about, I'm sorry, he didn't want to talk about, he wanted to make some money. Right. And, and part of his making money was like, you can hit me in the stomach as hard as you want. Ugh. Right. Yeah. Give me 20 bucks. <clears throat> Or 10 bucks, I guess, is what he wanted. And you can hit me as hard as you want in the stomach. And I was not feeling any pain. And I was like, sure, I'll do it. Right. I mean, never really intending to do it. But I was like, you know, whatever. The kid, I mean, if you're willing to be hit in the stomach as hard as somebody can. Yeah, that's how Houdini money. died. That's right, how exactly. Houdini died. So you can be careful exactly. with that shit. Yeah. So I did... Um, well, maybe I channeled my inner Jim Rose in doing this, but I basically, you know, got everyone in the bar like all excited, like, oh god, okay, this this guy's gonna go outside and he's gonna hit this guy in the stomach as hard as he can, and then give him ten bucks. And again, I was I was hammered. I'm not proud of any of this. I'm just telling the story. Um, so we go outside, 
and I asked the kid like over and over, I was like, are you sure? You know, are you sure I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to do this, right? I'm going to hit you as hard as I can in the stomach. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, okay. You know, so I wound up like I was going to hit him and got up like, you know, within like an inch of his stomach and just stopped and handed him 20 bucks. Right. I was like, look, man, if you're willing to do that, then, you know, fuck it. You, you deserve right. this 20 more than I do. Yeah. Right. Nice. But, you know, the, the thing is, I, I wonder how many times that kid does that at night and how many times somebody fucking hits him in the stomach as hard as they can. Or hits him in the breastbone or in the wiener instead, you know, exactly. just you're open. Okay. You're going to get, yeah. Especially if you're talking to drunks in a bar, especially in Ballard for kind of yeah, No shit. No shit. Uh, um so yeah that that was sort of the uh um the the 2000s version of the the gutter punk right right um, yeah and i actually ended up seeing this guy again because he he would hang out just on the street from my apartment at the time right uh -huh. on avenue yeah and you know his whole story was that you know it was just a runaway he had run away when he was like 18 or 16 said whatever it was you know, and now he was like early twenties and still like out on the streets. And I was like, well, right, man. right. Oh. <laughs> you know, like that yeah. just that's a shitty existence, man. Oh yeah. I knew some straight kids and that were yeah, it was rough. Yeah. So I don't know. I you know, I, I, I never had to go through that. I don't I don't know if you did or not. I can I between marriages I'd always couch surf, then I'd find an opportunity, you know. I'd, bartend again save up money get roommates or do whatever you know but yeah right no never i mean i slept in my car a few times but you know that's just you know out of spite so yeah yeah and that, that's also just you know 20s or 30s or, or whenever it happened right 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 just random um, yeah let's see what this is all about no don't like don't care for it no yeah exactly yeah, so. exactly mm. um I, I have definitely slept in a few parks in seattle just randomly <laughs> um uh but don't think i did that but yeah yeah no i slept at the heroin hotel and that was scary enough so yeah oh fuck that that right. place is terrible you know they still rent studios there Ugh. for like 800 bucks a month you gotta be kidding me mm -mm. I remember it was really fucking cheap it's like here i'll, I'll go get you guys grocery i'll buy beer i don't drink beer but you guys can buy beer it's like great stand the night it's like okay great watch yeah. everybody get high and try to go to work the next day it's like oh god okay yeah yeah um, now so especially when when beauty in the books was below right beauty in the books thank yeah. you yes yeah uh speaking about that the guy who came up with my name used to work there he had glasses he was a taller black guy oh i know exactly who you're talking about. i don't know his name he but coined I, I, the term he coined the term mr lifto i haven't talked to anybody who knows exactly who that guy is beauty in the books yeah i would go there and buy some expensive older books and you know give them to my relatives and stuff all the time but yeah um I was going to be something else rubber i think it's going to be the rubber man and he said no you should be lift oh it's like i love it and yeah then so it just funny. yeah beauty in the books wow yeah so richard do you remember richard the older guy who who owned it yep he'd always be sitting in a chair grumpy reading a book or yeah. some smoking a cigarette yep yeah. yep and then he would go into you know like walk two two doors down and go into flowers and, and have a drink every every afternoon usually like between three and four yes yes and he always had like something in the works like um i remember one time he said oh yeah um i just got the offer or, or the ability to buy uh shakespeare and company in paris right 
or maybe it was them buying him or whatever it was. It was some, I was like, dude, yeah. <laughs> you're Drunk a great off. bookstore, but nobody gives a flying fuck about you. No, yeah. <laughs> like, nobody yeah. cares. Yeah. Um, they, they had a, a policy. I remember, um, where they would just kind of look the other way. Like, I mean, they had so many people stealing books and, oh, yeah. you know, it wasn't an official policy, but, but, um, I'd overheard some things, you know, like, where basically they'd be like, we'd rather these, these dumb little punk kids know what they're, what they're talking about yeah. than not. So, yeah, you know, if they're going to steal a book under like 10 bucks, like, okay, great. Just let it yeah. go. Yeah. 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 God, I remember that place. That's so weird. Yeah. It was, it was a great place, man. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Great little, great little section right up there. Cause then eventually when I moved to Seattle and got a job, I was on fifth, bleh, 55th um you keep going up the ab instead of down you keep going up the ab and there's a school mm -hmm. right past the school there was a house and we had a house up there yeah so with so a like, bunch of rooms and was, yeah very close to where the, the the last exit ended up moving right because they were uh, on 53rd i think yes 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 i think that's right yeah yeah, yeah. that was a yeah. shitty spot by the way like yeah that no. Well, it's funny because, well, th this will be fun. So just down the street from, from where you lived um, was where um, Rob Morgan from, from the Squirrels. Did you know Rob? I didn't know him, but I'd seen him around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, he had a house, and I think still does. I, I'm not sure. But um, he kind of disappeared off the face of the earth. But um, he had a big house, like right there, um, mm. very close to the... Uh, um, the university bar and grill do you remember yes. that place yeah i do i do um that was that it was weird because it was like partially a frat boy bar but not really it was kind of a divey yeah. frat boy bar like yeah 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 i didn't didn't go there often it was just too jerky so yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah. Um, <clears throat> that was the, the the first bar i ever went to where they said are you sure you want another one and i said yeah why not and he's like because mm. this will be number 13 oh yeah, <laughs> right okay. so yeah. i was like oh yeah. okay yeah um and they had shows there every once in a while but nothing nothing really good nothing to speak of no no yeah. um anyway so you know we could probably talk about seattle for fucking ever and, and that, well that we'll have to do a part three uh yeah what's it been about an hour and a half i'm gonna have to cut in about 10 minutes if you don't mind hey no worries man no worries and come right? back for a part no look we have a decent rapport, even just sitting yeah. talking before we even met each other. So I, I'll do one of these once a month, once every two, couple, two, <laughs> three it. weeks. No, seriously, we can just, I I don't have time today, but yeah, I can tell you about shenanigans I got up into in Berlin, which is, ugh, just makes me shiver. So yeah, <laughs> and Australia and having sex with midgets and all that. But yeah, no, we should probably wrap this one up. I yeah, do have do some that. business work to do in my other jobs, yeah. Oh well, good, good. Yeah, I mean, you know, stuff. You know, it, it's nice to touch reality every once in a while, right? Like, oh, I've got to do work that actually pays me. Yeah. When when I was off during the whole thing last year, I just didn't do nothing. I gained so much weight, and then I had to start walking because my feet started. It's like, oh, I feel better at my six two height. You know, to have less weight on me, so there's less stress mm -hmm. in my back and my legs, my knees. Like, oh, geez, don't yeah. have to get a salt water bath like an old person just yet with step in bathtub and stuff not just yet oh, but yeah yeah uh, i know it feels so good it feels so good now we <laughs> have a bathroom which is a shower up here i just want to make 
just make one a shower, kind of open up and make it flat bottom set. I, I have to hang, we have a handle. I have to hang on the handle when I turn around because our bathtub's so small. It's like I've almost oh, fallen over and cracked my head so many times. I swear to God. So, yeah. I, I, I can I can sit in a bathtub for hours, just oh, yeah. hours. Oh, yeah. You know, I I used to have a, a little desk next to my bathtub that I oh. put my laptop on. And I'd, I'd, I mean, sometimes yeah. I'd spend the entire day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fill the bath up like, you know, five or six times throughout yeah, that, that keep day. Put, keep putting hot water in. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Joe, we have a lot to continue talking about. So that's why I want to end it so that we, okay. can, we can have more to talk about. Definitely. Um, so I guess I can't say stay tuned for part three, stay tuned for part 2.5 or something. <laughs> there, there's uh, when this gets released on DVD, you know, it gets picked up by Netflix. There is uh, <laughs> a whole hidden episode that just touches on some strange stuff. No, hey, no, Glenn, it's, it's great to talk to you. Like I said, instant connection. If yeah. if I'm back up in the area and I'm some time, we'll have to go out. So oh, well, hell yeah. I'll come see you like an ever or something. That's, really close i mean you know i think that's great and i haven't been to austin in close to 20 years so Mm. you know maybe i'm overdue Um, it's changed yeah yeah but we we can get into all that later so yeah hey uh yeah just let me how know this this one sounds this one goes i mean i can adjust the lights like i said different this time it's not bright sun and everything but as long as you capture the audio if not we can do part three and and even if not get a hold of me in three weeks yeah, of course. Let's do it. Get a hold of me Let's in three weeks, and we can, you know, we can do a whole Seattle dive. We can do a whole circus dive. We can do, yeah. Oh, that'd, uh, be that'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, um, just tour stories I can do for three hours. I did stand-up once yeah. for two and a half hours, two stories. I got so many. I love it. I love it. Yeah. There's, there's like, a couple of spinoffs that I'm working on that, that you might be perfect for. You know, like, short little, like, 10, 15-minute, just, like, you know, deep dives okay. and be done. Okay. So let's definitely yeah. talk about that. I, yeah, sure. next time, next time you get home, yeah, I got tons of sound bites. So yeah, <laughs> I love All it. All right, well, thanks, man. This is fun once again. So yeah, hey, keep me in mind. I'm always up for it. We'll do, man. Hey, All great right. talking to you. We'll talk next okay, time. Okay, glad to see you. Bye. All right. <laughs>